Welcome to the Legal Guide Philippines Podcast, where we simplify the law to help you make better choices. And now your host, Attorney Erwin Zagala. If you have a probationary employee who demands that they be regularized, are you obligated to do that? How do you decide whether to let them continue in your team or let them go? What measuring stick or benchmark would be useful in deciding? Hi, my name is Attorney Zag and welcome to our episode titled, Can Probationary Employees Demand Regularization? Now, I recently got a question from a student which goes, Attorney, my probationary employee just demanded that I regularize him. He believes that his performance is exemplary, but I disagree. He says that if I don't regularize him, he will file a complaint against me in Dole. What do I do? Well, let's set a few ground rules in place so that we're all on the same page on what the Labor Code says about this topic. Article 281 on Probationary Employment says, Probationary employment shall not exceed six months from the date the employee started working unless it is covered by an apprenticeship agreement stipulating a longer period. The services of an employee who has been engaged on a probationary basis may be terminated for a just cause or when he fails to qualify as a regular employee in accordance with the reasonable standards made known by the employer to the employee at the time of his engagement. An employee who is allowed to work after a probationary period shall be considered a regular employee. Now, let's break it down to make probationary issues easier to understand. First point, probationary employment is a privilege. The purpose is for the employer to try out whether the employee is a good fit with the team. If the employer doesn't feel that it's a good match, then the employer is not obligated to retain the services of his employee. Why aren't they obligated to? Well, again, we go back to the rationale. The purpose of the probationary employment is to try out the employee. If you were obligated to follow through with the employment, then the law would have eliminated probationary employment to begin with and just considered everyone regular from day one. It just doesn't make sense. Second point, being a privilege, the employee cannot demand regularization if the employer disagrees that they are a good fit. Accepting an employee permanently is discretionary on the part of the employer and therefore, it cannot be forced. Now, the problem which can arise is when there is a mismatch between how the employer views the probationary employee's performance and the employee's self-assessment. Imagine that you're conducting a performance evaluation for this employee. In the scores, you notice that there's a massive disconnect between the employer's and the employee's ratings. What if it looks like this? For leadership, employee scores themselves as a 5 out of 5, employer 1 out of 5. Attendance, employee says 4 out of 5, employer 2 out of 5. Report accuracy, employee scores a 5 out of 5, employer a dismal 1 out of 5. And respect for superiors. Employee says 4 out of 5. Employer says 1 out of 5. In this case, the possibility of the employee contesting their failure to qualify as a regular employee is imminent. Despite the fact that the probationary employment is a privilege, and at the end of the day, it's the employer's call, it would be best if we can avoid conflicts like this. I'd like to offer three suggestions, which are best practices when dealing with probationary matters. Number one, set the standards before you start. When the probationary period starts, we should take the time to meet with the employee and explain our expectations with them. 
That way, they have a good idea of how to perform and you can call them out when their behavior falls short of the bar that you've set together during this meeting. Taking things a step further, document these standards and expectations and have the employee sign them. Attach this to the probationary employment contract and you're all set. Second, document the performance. Try to minimize any subjectivity in the assessment and turn as much as you can into objective observations. Document the performance so that you have a solid record to rely on when making decisions for regularization. For example, don't just say, you know what, I feel that you're always late. It's better to hold the daily time record of the employee and show their actual attendance. On June 1, you came in at 8.15 a.m. instead of 8 a.m. June 15, you came in at 8.04. June 21, you came in at 8.36 a.m. Or, another example is, I don't like the way you treat your superiors. Instead, have it backed up with an incident report which reads, On June 25, the employee was observed by co-employee shouting at his supervisor saying, How come you're the supervisor? You're so stupid. How did you get promoted? While shouting, the employee was wagging his fingers in the face of the supervisor. Again, documentation ensures that you have ample legal basis for your decisions down the line. I cannot overemphasize the need for these to avoid conflicts because you have solid evidence on hand. It would also make sense to assess the probationary employee on a regular basis. Don't wait for the fifth month to make an evaluation. Assess as much as you can. How often can you assess? The labor code is silent on this point, so you can exercise your management prerogative and decide how often is appropriate for you and your situation. You can assess on a weekly basis on the first month, then make it bi-monthly on the second till the fourth month, and then make a final assessment on the fifth month. I think this arrangement works for the most part. Final tip is the results of the assessment should be communicated on a regular basis. It would be best if the employee has an idea of where they stand so that they can make adjustments when needed. The result of the regularization decision wouldn't come as a surprise because you're in constant contact and giving feedback the entire time. So as a recap, probationary employment is a privilege. Second, the employer decides whether the employee will become regular. Third, the employee cannot demand regularization. And finally, you can avoid conflicts by setting standards, by proper documentation, and by communicating the results to the probationary employee often. Now that we've simplified this topic for you, go out there and make better choices. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Legal Guide Philippines with your host, Attorney Erwin Zagala. Go online to www.legalguide.ph and download our free legal checklists, read our legal articles, and access our online courses. See you in the next episode.